1: Hello, this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from Ascension Lutheran Church where I serve as pastor uh, here in St. Louis, Missouri.
0: And this is uh, Pastor Jolly John Lukumski coming to you from the frozen north of Northfield, Minnesota, well, not quite frozen yet, but we're getting
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is September now, right? So, uh, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, snow is bags, probably just around the corner for you, John. Start
0: moving home, yeah, back to where it's warm. Um, Matt, I, 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 have to it's some sadness to start off uh, today's oh, episode. No. Be well, you know, we've it's been trying to been kind of promoting ourselves as your uh, social media alternative yes but man I didn't realize how much work that involved <laughs> okay and I, I don't I just don't know that it, what's starting to get to me Matt and, and, and just just a few things you know Brad Tellerud of, of Keokuk Iowa look look buddy if you want to know what the weather is just just look out your window okay and, and Ruby Sobelfriar of West Alderman Alaska. If you want to know how your Aunt Katie is doing, why don't you just give her a call? And finally, Ted Schnickel Fritz of Motown, Missouri. I have no idea how many gold albums Elvis Presley made. Why don't you just call the reference desk of your local library? That's what they're paid for. <laughs> Man, the social media stuff is a lot harder than it looks, Matt.
1: So, so people aren't, they're no longer consulting Google, they're consulting. Resting the basics is what you're I,
0: every day I get these emails, I get these text messages, you know. So I, I think we're gonna have to give it up, Matt. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. John. Oh, John. Yeah. Yeah. Say it so you will so. just have to go back to that face chat and tick tick tack and all those other things. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, it was a good run, John. It we, was. We did our best. We we tried. It, it looks like it was catching on, but like you said, overwhelming.
0: Well, you know, we were always hoping that Elon Musk would want to buy us out, but that deal didn't work out either. It's, so <laughs>
1: It was kind of the master plan, wasn't it? But it
0: was, really. <laughs> I think we knew we couldn't do this more than just the summer. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, Matt, man, I sure hope you got something better than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so glad that that thing is over with. Finally, we've put the whole social media thing to bed. <laughs> there you go. So, And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners are too. <laughs> Tune in next week.
1: Yeah. Who free, knows, social brother. media free, wrestling with the basics. <laughs> That's right. Uh.
0: Now, now, we have a theme, though. We did have another theme, a theme yes. worthwhile having a show for. It's Bible stories that that uh, you should know and you should share. I didn't mention that last week, but I should have because this whole business about Jesus saying, fear not, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's a good thing to know and to share. But you've got something more, I hear, huh?
1: Yeah, so one of the things we need to know, of course, and share is, well, Jesus' resurrection, right? Oh, man, uh, a that's, that's a
0: fundamental, isn't it?
1: fundamental yes most definitely um and you know we talk about christ crucified and rightly so Uh, jesus dies on the cross he redeems us from sin and death but uh if jesus remained in the grave that victory over sin and death would have been sadly incomplete uh so the resurrection one of the many things One of the many, many things that are significant about Jesus' resurrection is that it's that complete act of salvation. You know, what we call the gospel, uh, that good news, it's the death and the resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, So we don't want to just stop stop at the death, okay, as important as it is, Jesus' crucifixion, but also it's his resurrection from the dead.
0: And, and and I think again, it's one of those stories. And in fact, all these stories, if you think about them, have this uh, true about them: is that it's for us. It's the resurrection is for us, because I suppose in, in some kind of uh, cosmic way, he doesn't have to rise from the dead. He could have just went right up to heaven, and and well, okay, he said that he died for our sins. Our sins are paid for. Uh, that's all been taken care of. But but then we wouldn't know that, would we? <laughs> we wouldn't no. be sure. We'd yeah. be wondering. Yeah,
1: Exactly. And, and I think, you know, like we'll talk about it a little bit, that that's part of the reason why he appears to people after he rises from the death. It's not like he comes back to life and then just goes straight up to heaven. Uh, no, no. He appears to people over the course of 40 days to show, in part, I think, that it's, well, yeah, it's for us. That's the reason why he did it. Um, so I think it is very appropriate to recognize, celebrate Easter uh, all year long, uh, not just in springtime on Easter Sunday, but to have, yeah, a little bit of Easter here in September, to have reason to celebrate and rest with the basics, because that that resurrection is something that we rejoice in every day of our lives. Uh, all year around, every hour, every day, uh, it makes all the difference. Uh, or, or at least it should make all the difference, John. I,
0: I've, I've got a proposal, Matt. You know, I don't think there's been any major alterations in the church year for probably what... Five, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred years? Probably not. I think we need to have a halfway to Easter Sunday.
1: <laughs> I like that. You know, yeah. we just we we focus on Easter recently in our worship here at Ascension. And uh, part of what we did was we had all Easter hymns. Uh, Ah. We did that back in August, and people loved it. Uh, Great music this morning, Pastor. And it was. Uh, Jesus Christ was risen today, and um, all these beautiful Easter hymns that just remind us that, yeah, Easter is a present reality that we live in every day because every day we have a a resurrected living Savior. I, I love that idea, John. Yeah, halfway to Easter.
0: All right, so you church people out there that put these calendars together, That's get right. that on there, okay? <laughs> Halfway to Easter. I know we don't have the influence we used to have, Matt, when we were a social media, social media. Uh, uh, you know, dynamo, but still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All so right. what about Easter? Where, where are we going? Is there something well, in the scripture about it?
1: Okay, yeah, We're getting there, John. We're okay. getting there. Trust me. Trust me. So uh, again, uh, Easter is something to be celebrated. At least it should be because uh, Jesus' resurrection is essential. So I came across this uh, this reference. This is in um, the book "A Skeleton in God's Closet." Have you ever read that, John? I've read that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, well, Meyer's Meyer's
0: kind of a uh, novel, historical novel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Paul Meyer, Lutheran guy, you know, just a sc- wonderful scholar and historian and and a theologian, and he writes this novel where uh, basically uh, there's a someone claims to have discovered the the the, the, co- the bones of Jesus, right? Um that no, and, and that would mean he really didn't rise from the dead. But in the book, he he makes this reference. Uh he makes this reference to an, an article in the St. Louis Globe Democrat. Okay, <laughs> a newspaper used to be here in St. Louis. Uh and the article's back from 1979. Uh so it's been a few years. But in this article, uh, four area clergy in St. Louis were asked asked this question: how would they react? Uh, to the news that some archaeological team had discovered the bones of Jesus uh, with scientific certainty, they discovered Jesus' bones. You know, in other words, they're asking these pastors, What would their reaction be if it seemed Jesus hadn't really raised from the dead?
0: And what so, was their reaction, Matt?
1: I'm glad you asked, John. So, four pastors. So, I'll uh, we'll start with the Lutheran because it's four okay. different denominations. Okay. I'll start with the Lutheran. What did the Lutherans say, John? Like well, the, the Lutheran pastor they interviewed. He just simply dismissed the question. He said it hmm. couldn't happen. You know, Scripture teaches Jesus rose from the dead. To even speculate to the contrary, it's ridiculous. Leave me alone. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he said leave me alone, but but yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So you know, I think yeah, that's a that's a faithful answer, right? Uh, scripture attests to Jesus' resurrection. Uh, we have a living Savior. Uh, amen. And we can uh,
0: understand that because we're constantly bugged by the paparazzi, aren't we, Matt?
1: Well, I, yeah, well, <laughs> es- especially since the social media, you know, <laughs> phenomenon that is wrestling with the basics took off. Uh, yes, it's constant.
0: <laughs> so, what else, <laughs> Matt? I'm sure okay, there's more. The,
1: the Methodist pastor, uh, his response was he would have a lot of rethinking to do, he said, mm. about his faith and about his life. Yeah, uh, if Jesus hadn't risen. So, yeah, that was kind of a searching answer, I would say. Uh, the, the Episcopal rector they talked to, uh, he said that to find Jesus' remains really wouldn't affect him in the least. Hmm. Uh, it wouldn't make really much of a difference to him at all, uh, whether Jesus was dead or alive. Uh, and I, I think that's a, you know, for me, that's a pretty sad answer. Yeah. Uh, it's even a, a, a pitiful answer. Uh, and then the last one was a Roman Catholic priest. And, and he said that, you know, if that discovery was made, he would be in despair. Which ah. I think is probably that's probably a pretty honest answer. Uh, he'd be in despair. Um, so uh, the the point is again: Does Jesus' resurrection matter? Does it make a difference whether Jesus is dead or alive? Um, and so this is this is where we turn to Scripture. Uh, what does the Apostle Paul say about that? Uh, what does the Apostle Paul say about the importance of Jesus' resurrection? And does it does it matter whether our Savior is dead or alive? So. Paul writes this beautiful resurrection chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So, yeah, John, if you'd like to read chapter 15, verses 12 through 19.
0: Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how come some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? So in that crazy, matter, Apparently, in the early church, there were people saying that the resurrection didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And so, yeah, here in Corinth. I just a... think maybe
0: because, you know, they didn't believe in the resurrection, the uh, Jewish party.
1: Well, yeah. So I'm... the Sadducees, they didn't believe in resurrection. Um, and also, you know, in Corinth, you had strong Greek influence, certainly. So the Greeks, you know, they the philosophers, uh, no, there's no resurrection. We think of, uh, I don't want to get into this too deep, but you think of Gnosticism, that, that early uh, heresy even that uh that that the, the basically the soul is good the body is bad well if the body is bad well we, we don't need any resurrection around here right the body's bad anyway so yeah that's certainly that influence it seems like maybe crept into the church there in Corinth and so Paul's addressing it
0: so you know I'd never thought about that before Matt, but that's that's a very profound point because we just oh the resurrection we just accept that, but but you're right that would have been contrary to a lot of philosophical thought uh, of the people Paul was addressing. In fact, I remember when when uh, you know on the they're they're in, in Athens when he was uh, preaching, they were willing to accept everything he said until he started talking about the resurrection, and then they said what. And of crazy things is this guy talking about well yeah i mean um, this
1: is i mean it's a, it's a even today it sets christianity apart from other world religions now we have a savior who lives uh, we cannot go to our religious leaders gravesite and you know lay flowers at their tomb where their dead body is no jesus ain't there the tomb is empty and uh, christianity uh, can make that true claim uh, while other world religions can't. So, that you know, it, it hinges on the resurrection, um, and that's that's what Paul's trying to get across here. Uh, and if you don't believe in any resurrection at all, of, of anyone or, or anybody, well then, yeah, you're going to throw out Jesus' resurrection, and Paul's calling on the Christians of Corinth, don't do that. <laughs> the resurrection, not only is it possible, but uh, Christ in particular, he really is raised.
0: And, and, and you know, I never thought about it, but so that really causes us problems when we bring up the resurrection, because if if we were like that Episcopalian rector that Christianity is just kind of a philosophy like other philosophies, well, then I, I think we would probably be well tolerated by the world. Well, you know, everyone's got their opinions. Uh, but you're right, the, the resurrection kind of sets us apart and makes it kind of a different thing we're teaching because it actually Hmm. impacted real-world events. Well, uh, so I'll I'll go on. I'll start again. Now, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Do you want me to stop there? Go on, Matt.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you skip down to uh, verse— verses 18 well let's see verses 17 18 and 19 why don't you skip down to those
0: and if christ has not been raised your faith is futile and you still in your sins then those also who have fallen asleep in christ have perished if in christ we have hope in this life only we are of all people most to be pitied whoa my goodness
1: yeah, so you know, again, the question: uh, Would it would it matter if archaeologists found Jesus' bones, or if Jesus really didn't rise from the dead? Well, you know, according to, to Paul, well, yeah, <laughs> it means no. everything, right? Uh, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. I mean, that, that it it matters. It's n- n- necessary. It's essential. Uh, it is, you know, again, the death, the resurrection, that is the gospel. That is the good news of our redemption, forgiveness, and, and salvation for sure. So, yeah, we think through the implications then. You know, if Jesus had not been raised from the dead, you know, what would what would life be like? What would the church be like? Uh, you know, if if Christ had not been raised from the dead, that means that death is stronger than Jesus. Now, think about that. Uh, if, if Christ hadn't been raised, uh, we wouldn't know the joy of being raised with Christ in our baptism, right? Uh, connected to his death and his resurrection through those waters. Uh, if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, you know, don't waste your time coming to worship <laughs> because it's not much. You know, We're, we're worshiping a dead guy. Uh, if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, oh, save your money and don't support missionaries as, as they share the gospel around the world. Uh, if Christ isn't raised from the dead, uh, well, you know, our seminaries might as well close their doors. We don't really need pastors. What are they going to proclaim? <laughs> uh, what's the point? So, I, again, if, 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 you know, if Christ is not raised all these implications, you know, our faith, as Paul says, is futile. And I think, you know, even to add to that, if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, that means Satan wins. That means Satan won there at the cross instead of being the one who was defeated there at the cross in the empty tomb.
0: Well, you know, if he hasn't raised from the dead, uh, then as Paul alludes, then nobody's going to be raised from the dead. It it works both ways, right? Uh, And and therefore, I have no hope for my future and and all the loved ones that I care for. I've got no hope for them. Apparently, that's all over and done with. Uh, And and yet it occurs to me, it's almost like you Christians go out of your way to, to be offensive. So you've got this resurrection, which if you didn't have the resurrection, we could accept you as having all these wonderful philosophies about love and kindness. Uh, and, and then, of course, you've got this cross, which is equally offensive. To the idea that somehow the only way that we can be saved is if God dies for us. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't make any. No, I can do that. I just need to be a better person. So, you know, the whole thing from the cross to the empty tomb, it's all designed to be offensive to the world. And yet I'm thinking, no, it isn't actually designed to be offensive. It is designed to give us great comfort. But that just shows how sinful we are. (laughs) that These fundamental things for us and for our eternal life and our life here, that they offend us. Well, but is it true then? Is is it true that he's not resurrected, uh, Matt? (laughs) No, (laughs) definitely not.
1: No, no. He (laughs) most certainly is resurrected from the dead. But I, I think, you know, the deal is, he is, you know, thanks be to God. Um So yeah, I mean, maybe read verse 20 to, to give us that good news, John. Uh, well, that's, from the that's what I
0: was thinking. I kind of yeah. figured that's where you would go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, this but is a if beautiful in fact, verse. But if in fact Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. I'm sorry, I didn't even read it. I was not if That's the problem. <laughs> you
1: were close.
0: <laughs> well, no, the if, that's I the know. problem. It's the if, it's no if there. I know. But that's in right. fact, in fact, <laughs> Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen yeah. asleep.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. He, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Yeah. Uh, it is It is sure. It is certain. It is 100%. Uh, no doubt about it. Jesus is alive, uh, alive, never to die again. We will live forevermore. First fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So, he's the best, you know, first fruits in that sense, the best. Um, God's son is raised from the dead, the first fruits, but also he's. Uh, he's not going to be the last one to raise from the dead either. And we have that promise. Those who are in him will rise as well. Uh, thanks be to God. Wonderful certainty. So so here, here's what I'm thinking, though, John. Okay. So if if Satan is not more powerful than Jesus, if if Satan could not prevent Jesus from rising from the dead, which he most certainly could not prevent that, well, then what's, what's the devil going to do? What's the next best thing? If he can't prevent Jesus from rising from the dead, well then, what's what's the devil's plan B? Maybe
0: I don't know what is the devil's. So plan I'm if
1: if I'm Satan, <laughs> um, <laughs> plan B, not. where, yeah, yeah. My plan B is to get people to doubt that Jesus oh, really rose from the dead. Yeah. yeah, because Satan can't prevent that. So what's what's he going to do? Well, maybe I'll at least get people to doubt it, right? And so, just real quick, John, I'm going to run through uh, a, a different myths over the years about Jesus' resurrection that okay. I think they're going to be aware of. So, yeah, there's the the stolen body myth, right? That sure, that's Jesus in the Bible. The, yeah, yeah, that's even the Bible, you know, that Jesus, that the disciples stole Jesus' body, hid the corpse somewhere, uh, you know, but again, you know, the disciples were a bunch of scaredy cats. They were locked away in a room afraid that they were going to be arrested or, or killed themselves, plus there was the guard there at Jesus' tomb, so I'm thinking that's not too reasonable there's the the swoon myth you heard that one john or oh, yeah, jesus never yeah. died right he just kind he of passed out to, yeah he passed out he only appeared to die on the cross right and then he he was laid in the tomb and it was cooler and he revived and and jesus just sort of walked out of the tomb himself uh, but again uh as we take scripture you know what it, what it says you know jesus you know, was was on the cross for hours. They even thrust that spear into his side, and it was It even looks like to to make sure that he was dead. No, Jesus, Jesus was dead. No, no doubt about it.
0: And and um, and the Roman the Roman law was, uh, if you were guarding a man and he got away, you had to suffer the punishment that man was supposed to suffer so believe you me that that roman centurion and those other uh, roman uh, soldiers underneath them they made sure that the guy was dead oh (laughs) because they're not lives depended on it it, right right? yeah exactly
1: yeah you have the uh, the hallucination myth too that the the women just sort of uh they wanted jesus to be alive so much they hallucinated that the tomb was empty and then the the disciples later hallucinated uh seeing jesus in that room um But again, as we mentioned earlier, wait a second, Jesus appeared over a period of 40 days to lots of people. Uh, He was on the seashore, right, when the disciples were fishing. He invites Thomas to touch him even. Uh, He's not a hologram. He's he's the real deal. Uh, They see him go up into heaven. Paul writes about how, you know, 500 people saw him resurrected from the dead even with their own eyes. Uh, so again, scripture attests to that too. So all these different myths uh, that the devils use throughout the years to just sow seeds of doubt into whether Jesus really rose from the dead. Um, there's a there's another one called the gardener myth, John. Maybe I don't know. This is an obscure one, but well, it, uh, it's in
0: reference to I'm sure what happens where she, Mary thinks it's the gardener yeah. who's moved the body. Yeah.
1: Yes. So that uh, over the years, yeah, there was this uh, there there was a gardener and. He was upset that people kept trampling over his crops <laughs> as they came to Jesus' tomb, so he put Jesus' body somewhere else so people wouldn't step on his crops. So that's that's the gardener myth, and uh, apparently in the early church there was some that that actually fell for that one, uh, but again that that seems a little a little ridiculous to me. <laughs> but i, well, I I'm think sure, this...
0: I'm sure my wife would have done that if people were tramping <laughs> on her flowers,
1: <laughs> that's right? Get out of my flower garden. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, but, but wouldn't like, it be you know, easier, Matt?
0: Wouldn't it be easier just to put a sign up and say, he's not here, he's risen? Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that keep people from trampling on your flowers and yeah, your garden? He's
1: risen. That'd be a yeah. lot easier. Um, you know, it, for me though, I mean, I think the the biggest proof in it, you know, outside of just the scriptures attesting to Jesus' resurrection, uh, is just the simple fact that um, uh, people, uh, you don't it you. I'll put it this way. Myths don't make martyrs. Myths mm-hmm. don't make martyrs. You know, in other words, if the disciples uh, knew that Jesus' resurrection was a myth, they would not be willing to become martyrs <laughs> for the sake of something they knew was false. Um, you know, the disciples, uh, they they died uh, for the sake of sharing the resurrected to Christ and proclaiming him. And, you know, would they be willing to die, lay down their lives, become martyrs? If they knew what they were saying was a lie, would they be willing to die for a Jesus who is still dead in a tomb somewhere? And, you know, I think obviously, certainly not. You know, they wouldn't be willing to do that. Uh, Easter is not a myth. Jesus really is raised from the dead. Uh, our faith is not futile. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the things that we do as as Christians, as a church, they aren't futile either. You know, we, yeah, come to worship, you know, uh, be fed by the, the living Savior, receive his forgiveness, send out missionaries to the ends of the earth, to proclaim Christ is risen. Uh, keep the seminaries open. <laughs> we need pastors and, and lay people and others uh, that share uh, that Christ is risen, risen indeed. So, uh, so yeah, John, thanks for letting me share uh, the, the importance of the resurrection, but also uh, just some of those evidences, proofs uh, of the resurrection as well.
0: And, and I think it's interesting, you know, that he actually starts this chapter that you read by giving in all of the evidence, all of the witnesses, all the testimony. Yes. Uh, but but see, in the end, it isn't going to be that that's going to make you a believer. It's got to be the Word of God. It's got to be its Holy Spirit. Although I think it's really comforting us as Christians to know that we don't have to set aside our reason. We don't have yep. to set aside our brains. Uh, but, yeah, the bottom line is it's either all made up, it's all of the lie, or it's exactly what Jesus is taught. And uh, our faith in that is because that's a gift that Christ has given us through His
1: Spirit. Amen. Yeah, we're not going to reason others into believing. Yeah, it's a gift, right? It's through the Word and Spirit. But yeah, yeah. Thanks be to God for these these proofs of of the resurrection.
0: And this has been wrestling, wrestling with, with, with the, the basics. basics.